You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Yes, we are so excited for International Sunday. Next weekend, next Sunday, thanks, Janae. Uh, next Sunday, International Sunday is happening. And uh, we are excited for the Sunday because we're encouraging every one of you uh, to dress up in your cultural dress, to come along, to ex- use your cultural dress to tell us who you are, where you're from. We're so excited um, to be able to see you as you come uh, and just begin to bring that expression because you know what? We are a great big family here, but we come from so many different places. And that's really what makes us who we are. One of the greatest things about our church is that we are a multicultural church. We come from all the different ends of the world. And uh, when I look around, even as I look around now, I think there's probably, there's so, you know, as we come born from New Zealand, we're probably getting less and less and less. The majority of the people here in this room have been born in another nation. And so we want to know where you're from. And so we're so excited about that. But listen, one of the most amazing things about being uh, coming from another nation is the food you bring when you come. And we want to celebrate that just as much as anything else. And so the day before International Sunday is International Food Festival. And we cannot wait. At 10 a.m., we, oh, come, you've got to come. It's so good. There are foods from all different nations. And you will, you will leave feeling like enormous and like you could not possibly eat any more anything. But I want you to come along. Please, please join us from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can float in and out as you please during the day. You can come at 10 a.m. and come back again at 1, 1 p.m. Uh, to finish your fill. Uh, so make sure you come along. It's going to be in our gymnasium. We're going to have an amazing day together as a church. And one of the most important things is that we're raising money for Christmas Box. So come along. Help us raise money. Help us eat lots of food. Help us celebrate our culture. We're so excited for it. Steve is at Papakura campus this week. He sends his love. He says hi. They're having a great morning there today. And I also want to say a massive hello to all of our whānau watching online. Botany, can we say hi to the online campus? And this morning, we are in part three, the final part of our unnamed series. Lucky for you, you've had me for all three by mistake. As you remember, the first week I wasn't supposed to be preaching, so it turns out I'm doing the whole series, and I've absolutely loved diving into and looking at the extraordinary things that took place in the Bible by some, probably some people who felt pretty ordinary, but that were unnamed in Scripture. We don't know their names, but we do hear about and know and come to understand their incredible impact that they have. And today, my prayer is that the stories that I'm looking at would just give you a little faith deposit for this season. In fact, uh, this is not meant to be a promotion, but the, the message that I'm bringing today is actually out of my book that I release. If you're new, you don't know, I released a book last year, and the message that I'm preaching today is out of this book. I just felt like it was the message that needed to be brought today, and as I've been sitting in the service and worshiping, I feel like God's really um, speaking to something today from our new song to what Adrian brought uh, at the end of worship. See, I never really enjoyed being pregnant. I have two sons. Never really enjoyed that time of pregnancy. I think God missed me when he sprinkled on that, like, you know that pregnancy glow they talk about at the three-month mark that's supposed to happen? That never happened for me. I've heard about it. didn't really happen. See, I never really enjoyed pregnant, being pregnant because the problem with pregnancy is that you get larger and larger. 
We're going to new levels of revelation here, church. When you are pregnant, your stomach grows and it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows until you get to the point where you're about four weeks away from your due date and you feel as big as a house. And it feels like your skin could not stretch any further. In fact, you are convinced that if it were to stretch any further and that little that little alien baby, you know that when you get to that point in pregnancy where they push out and it's like, ooh, what's inside there? But you feel like that little foot or that little hand could just burst through the skin at any moment. Your skin gets so thin, you're like, I surely I can't get any bigger than this. And then all those lovely and well-meaning people in your life come to you and say, your baby is only going to grow more and more in these last few weeks. They come to you, they're well-meaning, their hearts are in the right place, but they say, he's only going to get bigger and bigger. And you're thinking, great, that's just what I needed to hear. I feel like I'm as big as a house and they're telling me I'm just gonna get bigger. You think, surely my skin can't stretch anymore, but miraculously, it does. And many of you can relate to that feeling of being stretched to capacity. That feeling of, I can't possibly take any more. That feeling of, I can't give any more. I can't do any more. I can't reach any more. I can't stretch any more. I've hit my limit. I'm maxed out. Maybe you're facing an opportunity that seems scary or daunting. And it's going to take some stretch. Maybe you're praying for something. And you're just, the answers are not coming as quickly or as easily as you thought they would. And it's causing your prayer life, well, it's going to take some stretch. Maybe something has come into your life and you weren't expecting it. It's kind of come from out of left field and it's really knocked you for six. And it's your faith right now. You would say, my faith's taking some stretch right now. And any time... You take a step toward God. Anytime you take a step toward the purposes and the plans that he has for you, it's going to take some stretch. And today, as you sit in the room, or maybe you're watching online today, if you are mid-stretch, you are full stretch, or maybe you are simply avoiding the stretch altogether, we need to know this. It's uncomfortable. It's not easy. It will be difficult. Listen, it might even be painful at times and it's going to require more from you. Your patience, it'll be tested. Your endurance will be tested. Your trust will be tested. But here's the thing we have to understand about God. He uses the stretch zone to teach you things that you cannot learn when you stay in the comfort zone. And I want to look today, as we look into those stretching seasons, I want to look today at two unnamed women in the Bible. They're found in two different places at two different times, but their stories kind of collide along the way. They come to common ground. They run parallel. And they're both mentioned in the Bible, but we never learn their names, but we learn something extraordinary from the faith of these two women. And the first woman that I want to look at 
is a poor widow whose story is recorded in 1 Kings 17. And to set the scene for you, sometime earlier, God had instructed the prophet Elijah, Elijah with a J, we're going to meet Elisha with an SH, uh, Elijah with a J, he uh, instructs him to, and God instructs him to prophesy over Israel that there would be no rain or even dew for the next few years. And he then sends Elijah to camp beside a brook where he is miraculously fed by ravens. Eventually, the brook dries up and God sends him elsewhere for provision. And that's where we pick up our story. We find ourselves in 1 Kings 17, chapter 8. should come up on the screen. It'll also be in your notes if you've got our app. Uh, Open it up there. It says this. It says, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single bread in our house. I have only a handful of flour left in a jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of a jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal then my son and I will die. Whoa, like that's quite dramatic. He just asked her for a bit of bread and she's gone from zero to 100. (laughs) But what she's saying is she's saying there's a famine right now and I've run out of food and I've got no way of accessing more food. I don't know when more food will come. And so this is the last meal I have to cook and then it's likely that starvation will take us after that. See, here is a woman who stretched to her limit. And then a man of God comes along and has the audacity to ask her to stretch some more. You ever been in that place? You feel stretched to your limit. See, she's looking at her provisions and she's saying, I don't, li- listen, listen, man of God, I've got, I don't have any more. Like, You're asking me to give you something that I don't have. I don't have anything more. I can't do what you're asking me to do. And I think we've all been there. Am I right? We've all been in the place where we're looking at what's going on in the season of our life and we're going, I just don't think I have what the season is asking of me. I just, God, I just don't think I have what I think you need me to do right now. I'm maxed out. Like I'm at full capacity. I'm at full stretch. Lord, I'm at my limit. But this unnamed woman is about to demonstrate to us a truth that you and I need to remember in the stretching seasons. Are you ready? The first thing is this. When we stretch, God supplies. When we stretch, God supplies. In verse 13, our story goes on. It says, but Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord said, the God, Lord, the God of Israel says. It says, There will always be flour and oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and crops will grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. See, her moment of stretch a difficult and uncomfortable time became the opportunity for God to bring a miracle to her world. Her miracle came when she stretched, not before. When she stretched, her miracle came. God supplied her need. And when you choose to allow God to stretch you, 
You, when you choose to step out of that comfort zone and into the stretch zone and you start living in that place of stretch, it's an opportunity for God's miracle working power to become evident and be at work in your life. It's like this. We all know how good it feels when we've got an evening free at home. Like no plans, right? You've got nothing planned at home and we all know what we immediately start doing. We start planning our time on the couch watching telly, right? We start thinking about it in the afternoon. Oh, I'm going to relax. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm going to sit down in my favorite spot. going to watch, spend the evening in front of the telly. We make sure we have everything we need at our fingertips, am I right? We make sure we got the TV remote within arm's reach. We make sure all our snacks and the drink we need is just in arm's reach. We've got our phone right there in case we need it. We've got the slippies on. We've got our PJs or our comfy track pants on. We've got our feet up. It would take a life or death emergency to move us from that place of comfort. You see, in the comfort zone, it's easy. We know the comfort zone. The comfort zone is, is, we've got all we need in the comfort zone. Everything we need is just within arm's reach, right? We know how to respond in the comfort zone. We know what to do in the comfort zone. The comfort zone is familiar. We don't want to move from the comfort zone because we like it there. My snacks are there. My slippers are there in the comfort zone. The stretch zone, well, that's different. That's a different story altogether. The stretch zone so often requires more from us than we feel we have to give. Listen to this. The stretch zone brings you to a place of realizing you can't do it on your own. You need God in the stretch zone. Here's the thing. The stretch zone is where our competencies end and God's provision begins. It is so important that we live in a place at the end of our competency and in God's provision. Oftentimes, the stretch we experience is in moments we didn't expect. They comes oftentimes, the stretch is in seasons and times that we never planned for. Not long after our oldest son Judah turned one, He'd had an afternoon nap. It was a Saturday afternoon. He'd had an afternoon nap, and he woke up and needed a nappy change. So I went to change his nappy. When I opened it up, what I, what I found there was, what lo- was a nappy full of what looked like blood. Within minutes, we were down at the accident and emergency center, and I was trying to explain. I had it in a little Tupperware container. I was like, doctor, you've got to see this. Like, I was trying to explain to the doctor my discovery. And as Judah seemed to be in no pain and was otherwise healthy, he became a medical mystery. They sent us to uh, Kids First at Middlemore Hospital, and there they were able to diagnose him with a rare abnormality in his bowel called Meckel's diverticulum, which causes painless bleeding. And uh, the doctors told us that it's incredibly rare. In fact, they said only 2% of people have this abnormality, and only 2% of that 2% ever discover that it's there. So he was, we had student doctors coming to see him because they were like, this might be the only time in your entire career that you ever see someone present like this. And so after being transferred to Starship Children's Hospital, we learned that he needed surgery on his bowel uh, to correct it. 
However, due to him being so happy and, and normally healthy, they said, well, let's just send you home for the weekend. You can come back on Monday, have the surgery. It'll be sweet, very simple procedure through keyhole surgery, no worries. Okay, Lord, I thought, this is a little scary, but it's nothing we can't handle. Like, they seem calm, so I'm calm, nothing we can't handle. All that changed when at one in the morning, while we're waiting for discharge, classic, isn't it? One in the morning, you're still waiting for discharge. Anyway, I won't go into that. It's another story. (laughs) All that changed when a doctor came rushing into our hospital room with the news that Judah's blood test showed that his heart rate was, uh, was climbing and that he had lost too much blood and that he needed, they needed to transfer him to ICU immediately and that he would need a blood transfusion before he was able to have the surgery. I will never forget the fear I felt in that moment. Fear was quickly followed by the realisation that we could do nothing to help our baby. And it was, this situation went from being in control. Okay, God, I can handle this. This is, we're in control here. I can handle this. It moved very quickly to a testing of our faith, to a stretching of our faith in our prayer life that we have never felt before. And when the time came where he was to go into the surgery room, we weren't allowed to go with him. And he just looked so tiny on that, that big hospital bed. And watching him being wheeled away was possibly one of the hardest things I've ever had to do as a new parent. But do you know what I felt in that moment? I should have felt fear, but I felt this overwhelming sense of peace. I felt, I I couldn't explain it. It didn't make sense like we sang in the song. It didn't make sense. There were no logical words to describe it, but he supplied it. And when we find ourselves in the stretch zone, it becomes very clear very quickly that we need his strength. It becomes very clear very quickly that we need his power and his authority and his presence and his peace in our life. And I have discovered in my own life that without fail, he has supplied it in my stretch. In the stretch, he supplies strength when we think we can't keep going. He provides power when we feel we are facing the impossible. He provides his presence when we think we're journeying alone. He provides his peace when our world seems to be going into turmoil. When we stretch, God supplies. God supplies. Yeah, come on. Thank you, Lord. The second woman that I want to draw our attention to today is found in 2 Kings chapter 4. We're starting at verse 8. It says, One day Elisha went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. He said to her, she said to her husband, I'm sure this man who stops by from time to time is a holy man of God. Let's build a room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, chair, and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. One day, Elisha, so remember this is Elisha with the SH, returned to Shunem, and he went up to this room, to this upper room to rest. He said to his servant Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. When she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her, we appreciate the kind concern you have shown for us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for the king? Can we put in a good word for the commander? She says, no, 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 it's fine. My family takes really good care for me. I, I, I don't want for anything. Later, Elisha said to Gehazi, but what can we do for her? He wants to repay the kindness that she has shown to him. Gehazi says, well, she doesn't have a son and her husband is is an old man. Call her back, Elisha says. And as she stood in the doorway, said to her, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. No, my Lord, she cries. 
O man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. But sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elisha had said. This woman knew that the man of God would bring something of God into her life. So she literally built a room for him. She was making space. In building that room, she was making space for God to come and do something in her life. She went after the stretch. Stretching seasons are often things we want to avoid. Am I right? It's because they require something of us. But what is so striking about this unnamed woman is that she, she had such faith, she invited it in. She was like, bring it on. She said, if that man's going to bring something of God into my life, then bring it on. God, give me all you've got. I want it. See, here's what she discovered. The second thing I want to say to you today is there is enlargement in the stretch. There is enlargement in the stretch. She knew that if she wanted God to move in her life, she would need to make some room for him to do something in her life. Christine Kane says, don't get comfortable in the space that you are in because the space that you are in does not have enough room for God to do what he wants to do. And that's a challenge for all of us today because we all hope that God will do something in our lives. We're all after the miracle. Like, we'll all put our hand up. If God's handing out miracles, I'm there. Like, I want God to do something in my life. I want him to be active. I want him to be moving. I want him to change me. I want him to do something. I want breakthrough. Like, hello, I want God to move in my life. And yet, yet, if we were to be honest, could we say that we had space for him to come? Could we say that there would be enough space for him to bring the growth that he has for us? Because whenever God is present and working and moving, change and growth are inevitable. If God comes into your life, you won't stay the same. When God begins to move in your life, he's going to bring change. He's going to bring growth. And not only does the stretch make room for him to come and bring the supply, but it also makes room for the growth that he has that he wants to bring into your life. But what if the world that you are living in right now is not large enough for the growth that he wants to bring to you? for the bigness of the plans that God has for you. See, we all need to be willing to make room in our lives. We all need to be willing to be stretched and enlarged so that there is enough room for God not to just bring supply, not just room for him to bring the miracle, but not just room for him to bring the breakthrough, but room for the growth that he wants to bring to your life. See, this woman made room for God, and in doing so, she made room for growth. And we make room for God when we set aside time for him. We make room for God when we allow his word to speak to our lives. We make room for God when we spend time in prayer. We make room for him when we listen to his voice, when we're obedient to his instruction, when we allow him to lead us and guide us, when we press into him in those difficult times, we make room for him because God can't bring, bring growth to our giftings, to our world, to what we've got going on, if our character is too small to house it. See, in the stretch seasons, God is building in you the capacity that you need 
to hold all that he has for you. What I'm trying to say to you today is that you need to grow on the inside. You need to grow on the inside because there is enlargement in the stretch. James 1 verse 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come of any, of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your insurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. It is in the stretch that we're tested. It's in the stretch that we build the character needed for the growth that God wants to bring to you. The stretch zone will build character in you that the comfort zone never could. I can see now so many areas of my life where I realize that God's plan was actually growth. I can see now that God's plan for our season, when we moved to Whangarei to take over the Whangarei campus, I can see now that his plan was that we would be stretched, was that we would be stretched because from there we went from leading one campus to what we lead now, which is eight campuses. And I can tell you without a doubt in my mind that if we had had to lead eight campuses 10 years ago, we would not have been ready because we needed the growth. We needed the challenges. We needed the testing times. We needed the difficult conversations. We needed the hard times. We needed the failures. We needed the mistakes that we made. We needed all of those things. Why? To grow us on the inside, to build in us all we needed to, to carry what he was asking us to carry. And as I have grown in my faith, I've become so thankful that God does not answer my prayers on my timeline. Because if he had answered my prayers on my timeline, I guarantee you I would not have been ready for the things that I was praying. I'm so thankful that God said no and wait to me many, many times on my journey because I definitely would not have been ready. God first needs to send us from our comfort zone into the stretch zone where he can grow and we can become bigger on the inside. A God enlargement that prepares us for a future assignment. There's enlargement in the stretch. Third and final thing I think we learn from these two unnamed women, and the band can come and join me now, is this. Big stretch, bigger miracles. Big stretch, bigger miracles. Both of these women stretched. Both received growth. Both saw a miracle. One was a miracle of provision, supply. One was a miracle of multiplication. She got a son. But both had no idea that actually God was enlarging them, stretching them, preparing them for an even greater miracle. And this is where our stories collide. A miracle that would require an even bigger stretch. See, both of these women had sons. And we read that both of their sons suddenly became very ill and they both died. And both of their sons were taken to an upstairs room and prayed for by a man of God. In the first story, Elijah, and in the second story, Elisha. And both boys, having been prayed for, were raised to life. You see, so often we limit God to do what he does in our immediate circumstance. And if we don't see the results that we're looking for immediately, we write them off as disinterested, not there, doesn't answer prayers. But God is more interested in the process than the problem often. 
And he's often more interested in your character than in your comfort. And the stretch that you are experiencing right now is not just about bringing supply and enlargement for your today. It's about growing and developing in you for an even greater miracle and purpose in your tomorrow. And you may not see today what he needs to grow in you for tomorrow, but we have to trust that if there is a big stretch, perhaps he's preparing you for a bigger miracle. And I'm not sure what your stretching season you are in right now, and I know that many will be coming, many things will be coming to mind, and you'll be thinking, yep, that's me, I'm in the stretch. And I don't know what it is, but I have to believe that he's preparing you for an even bigger season. When we stretch, God supplies. There's enlargement in the stretch. And if we give a big stretch, he'll bring a bigger miracle. Amen? Let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord. God, we're grateful. We're grateful for the stretching seasons. Even though they hurt, they're uncomfortable, they're difficult, God. We're thankful for the stretching season because it's there we meet you. We meet the God who supplies our need. We meet the God of strength. We meet the God of peace. We meet the God of provision in the stretching season. Right now I pray for every person who feels they're being stretched to capacity. They're at their limit, Lord. And I pray right now that they would know your provision in that season that they would know a provision of, of strength, of your presence, of your supplying their need. And God, I thank you that our stretching seasons are not in vain, but God, you are building in us the capacity we need for all that you have for us. And we are thankful, Lord, that you are a God who doesn't just leave us where we're at, but Lord, your desire is that we grow so that we can experience the fullness of what you have for us. I would just love to pray for another group of people right now. If you could keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. Love to pray for you if you're here today and not sure if it's your first time. Love to pray for you if you're watching online today. Not sure if it's your first time or perhaps you've been watching or coming along for a little while now, but you'd say, you know, Bex, I really don't know God. I'm, I'm not walking in relationship with him. I'm, this church thing is, I'm just, I don't really know, but, but you know today that God is speaking to you. You know today that you need to make a decision for him because he loves you and he created you and he's, man, he's got such big purposes and plans for your life. And, and he wants nothing more than to just walk alongside you in relationship with you. We all turn our backs on God. Every single one of us in this room has done it. We've all tried to go our own way, do our own thing. We make mistakes. The Bible calls it sin. And, and it says that that sin, it separates us from God. But he doesn't want to live separated from us. In fact, he wants to live in relationship with you today and in the fullness of eternity. And so he sent his son Jesus to come and live a sinless life on earth and die a sinner's death so that you and I could be reconciled to the Father and live a new life in him. And I'm going to pray a prayer in just a moment. I'm going to invite every single person in this room and watching online to pray this prayer with me. I'll pray it out loud. 
You pray it in your heart. Make it your own prayer. Mean it with everything that you've got. Are you ready? You can pray it in your heart with me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you that you went to the cross for me. Thank you that you paid the debt that I was due. And I choose your forgiveness today. I give my life to you right now. And I thank you that as I do, you'll come into my life. You'll make me brand new. Thank you for the plans and the purposes that you have for me. In Jesus' name, with every head still bowed and every eye closed, would love to see who I prayed for today, both online and in the room. You can do this. I'm going to count to three. And as I count to three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. There's a button coming you can push online right now. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to call you to the front. I won't embarrass you. I'd just love to acknowledge you. Are you ready? One, two, three. Hands can go up. Yes, thank you. Awesome. I see you online already. Yep, got you down there. Yes, anybody else you're saying on this side? You're saying, Bex, can you count me in? Awesome, thank you. Count me in on that prayer. Prayed it for the first time. Maybe it's not the first time. Maybe you prayed it before, but you know right now you're far from God. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you so much for every person who prayed that prayer. Whether they're in the room or online, we thank you for them. We thank you for their life. We thank you for the purposes you have for them. We pray right now your blessing, your protection over them and for the journey that they are about to begin. And all of this, we give you praise. Come on, church, let's celebrate. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.